and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Saturday, December 11th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. This is our week 14 NFL primetime show going over the Sunday night and Monday night games. Two rematches here. We've got Chicago Green Bay, Rams and Cardinals, and we're going to try to build some winners and celebrate some winners. Uh, before we break it down, speaking of celebration, got to mention another birthday in the family, Josh, my niece, Lucy, her mm. birthday. So happy birthday to her. And let's be in this celebratory mood here all weekend with some uh, real success. Now, the first game we're going to break down, Chicago Green Bay. We know that you are a basically a Green Bay Packers insider. Green Bay did win the first matchup here, 24 to 14. Are you ready to celebrate another win here before the game even starts? Uh, no, I never want to celebrate before a game starts. Okay. You, you I always take your opponent seriously. You know, we've seen it in the past where you think a team's going to win for sure. And there's no chance that their opponent's going to win. And then it ends up to bite you in the backside. So never want to celebrate too early. All right, good. I like it. Well, then let's pay attention to the Chicago breakdown. Maybe we'll have a couple players to play uh, as I've got the, the road team here to start. Big news, Justin Fields back out there, mm -hmm. and he did play in that earlier matchup, and he was solid. He passed for 174 and a score, did have a pick. He ran it six times for 43, and again, that was week six, and following that game, he really started to improve. His numbers kept increasing, but then he got hurt, and he hasn't played since week 11. So, you know, this is big for the Bears to see uh, if he can finish the season strong. Uh, I do think he's playable. It's an average matchup for quarterbacks. And again, I think, you know, with the experience since that game, he should be able to match that performance. Mm -hmm. And he does have an extra weapon back. Yeah. That's going to be Allen Robinson. Uh, he's been dealing with the hamstring issue. He's back in uh, to go along with Mooney. Uh, doubtful side here, Goodwin. We are recording this Saturday late afternoon. So we'll check on the injury reports tomorrow. Uh, but do we want to pair fields up with anyone in particular? Mooney has been the guy here of late. He was solid in that game against Green Bay. He did catch that one touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. Robinson had a decent game, but we know he's had a really you know a poor season. And with the hamstring issue, uh, probably won't go there. Uh, certainly not in cash. I would lean to Mooney. He is more expensive. Uh, if you want to look at a GPP target, Jukeem Grant is the guy that I'm thinking about. You know, he mm -hmm. really stepped up last week with Robinson out again, five for 62 and a score. He's got some speed, uh, only 2,800 on DraftKings. So he's mm -hmm. got the potential to be that last guy in for me. Uh, Cole Komet is worth a look on a showdown slate. Um, uh, seems to be kind of a steady sort of middle middle tight end type guy you know yeah. he's not going to get you eight or nine targets a week usually more than just a couple though uh he had four catches in this matchup earlier decent price it's a middle of the road matchup but you know the reason i'm talking primarily about the quarterback in the in the passing game here is because right now i'm more interested there than i am in the running game did you know josh that your green bay packers have not allowed a 100 yard rusher this season i did <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, I don't know if that changes this week. I mean, Herbert did great against them. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, 97 yards, 5.1 per carry. He got in the end zone. But it's Montgomery now. Uh, he's expensive on DraftKings. He's 10,000. 
so I think I'm, I'm more likely to go with Fields and one of the pass catchers here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bears side up against your tough Green Bay defense? Well, it's interesting because for me, the first player I thought of in this game from the Bears as far as who I would be concerned about was Montgomery. And the reason why is the short passing game. And although we haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher all year, we have allowed several rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns to running backs. Um, Henderson caught a, a pass out of the backfield for a touchdown against us in the last game. And, um, you know, I think Herbert scored a touchdown when we played uh, the Bears in the first matchup this year. Um, so those, those touchdowns, I think, are definitely um, what I would be looking at with Montgomery. I think he will probably find the end zone, even if he doesn't have, you know, 100 yards rushing or whatever. But that's my concern as a, as a Packers fan. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, I think you'd probably have to say he's the most talented skills position player they have in terms of mm-hmm. health, and he'll probably get, he'll get the most touches. Uh, so I, I hear you there. I think the way I was breaking it down is really deciding between Field and Montgomery. Yeah. And, you know, with Field's rushing upside, I think that's why I'm, I'm leaning that way because uh, obviously he'll be passing it a, a bunch as well. Uh, but if I do go that route, then Montgomery will be scary for me as well if I fade him. So uh, we'll yeah. see how it we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and in all fairness, if if it was Andy Dalton, which is what I thought it was going to be, it would have been a lot easier decision, I think, because yep. that would have that would have definitely tipped the scales towards Montgomery. Um, so yeah, so for Green Bay, obviously it all starts with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's eighteen thousand in the captain spot, twelve thousand in the flex. So very expensive, obviously, but. You know, he's been playing at the highest level that he has all season in the last two weeks against Minnesota and the Rams. Um, and and he's had about 25 DraftKings points per game against the Bears since he became uh, or since uh, Matt LaFleur became the head coach. And he's been in that LaFleur system. So I definitely like Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, Devontae Adams, another obvious play, but. He's he's had mediocre numbers against them in Chicago and pretty strong, about 18 DraftKings points a game against them at home. So I definitely like Adams here. Pro Football Focus gives him the second best matchup advantage on the slate with a 96.5 matchup against all Chicago defenders. And they project him to be the third highest scoring wide receiver behind only Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. So on the, when you say slate there, you're talking about the whole weekend. Yeah, the weekend. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah, this week, week fourteen. Yep. Um, and then MVS is seventy two hundred in the flex. He's ten thousand eight hundred in the captain spot, but he's seen nineteen targets um, in the last two games combined against Minnesota and the Rams. And um, with Cobb out now, uh, probably for a little while, he's going to be out. So MVS is definitely going to be um, a top target for Aaron, and especially if they. Chicago sometimes will run that cover too and, and kind of double up on Devontae. So if they do that, that should definitely open up some opportunities for MBS. I actually don't really like the running game here for the Packers, mostly because of the split. I think it's pretty hard to predict if it's going to be a Jones week or a Dylan week. So I'd rather pay up for, for Rodgers and Devontae and maybe MVS. And uh, I, I like the Packers defense here, too. Um, they're 5,400 in the flex. They're the fifth-ranked defense in the NFL right now. Uh, the Bears offense is ranked 30th. Um, I was a little bit higher on the Packers defense before it was announced that Justin Fields would start, you know, instead of Andy Dalton. But 
They did a pretty good job against the Bears the first matchup. They held them to 14 points. They sacked Fields four times and intercepted them once. So I, I do like the Packers' defense here too. I don't know if the dog there was talking more about the defense or, or the running back situation. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a, a signal like that about the running game situation. I actually met somebody yesterday named Aaron Jones. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Which kind of makes me want to play him, but yeah, you know, is he healthy? Because he's ultra expensive. Like you said, it could be a split situation. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hesitant there. Yeah, and that's exactly you know what I was thinking too. I mean, they're coming off the bye week, so maybe he's a little bit you know a little bit better condition now and ready to play. But he sure, he sure, in my opinion, he should have just sat against the Rams because he did not look like Aaron Jones that we're used to seeing at all. Yep, yep, agreed. And then the one thing I will say is. You know, Dylan is forty four hundred on DraftKings, mm. which I think is a is a real nice price. Yeah, uh, I think he's probably going to make my lineup because we need six guys, and he'll balance it out. And I, I feel good that he'll get close to a split. Yeah, and you know he's been running hard and, and pretty well. So I didn't realize he was that cheap. So that's yeah, that changes things for me too. Mm-hmm. Now, is it possible to fade Devonte here? You know, if if the Bears can contain him a little bit uh, with his expensive price tag? Um, I probably won't in, in cash for sure, but yeah, in a GPP, you could do it. I mean, it's, it's definitely feasible that, like I said, they would Devon, they would double up on Devonte and then a guy like MVS or Alan Lazard or somebody like that gets those targets. Excellent. All right here. Anything else on game one? Uh, go pack, go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you want to join us for these lineups, dfscoachtalk.com. We'll have full lineups here for th- this showdown game on FanDuel and Yahoo, a cash lineup and a GPP lineup, and then our core on DraftKings for the cash build and the GPP build. Uh, and we're going to do the same thing for game two on Monday night. So mm. jump in with us this weekend, dfscoachtalk.com to grab those lineups. All right, game two on Monday night, the Rams and Cardinals, also a rematch. They played in week four. Arizona won that one 37-20. to 20. Uh, Now we go to Arizona for this one. What are your thoughts on the Rams side here? And this one, by the way, a total of 51.5. Cardinals favored by 2.5. Well, the biggest piece of news here that we're going to have to find out is whether or not Daryl Henderson Jr. is going to play. Um, if he plays, it could change some things for me a little bit. But assuming that he doesn't play, obviously the Rams offense pretty much starts with Cooper Cup. Um, They were able to, Arizona was able to keep him pretty well in check in the first matchup, but he was still targeted 13 times in that game. So I think if he sees that many targets um, with Robert Woods out for the rest of the year, um, I think he's going to have some production. Um, Arizona has been pretty tough. They've allowed the 12th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers um, but, you know, Cup is obviously one of the best in the league and pretty matchup proof. So, you know, Pro Football Focus has him projected as the second highest scoring wide receiver this week and give him the fourth best matchup advantage against all defenders with a 92.1 matchup advantage. Um, so I, I do like Cup here. I think he has a strong bounce back from what he did in the first game. Um, Van Jefferson, another option. He actually had the best uh, game for all the Rams wide receivers in that first matchup. He had uh, six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown um, should be pretty, you know, quite a bit cheaper than cup. So as a GPP option, for sure, you can look at him if you think that the Cardinals will, you know, be able to contain cup once again. 
and then um, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he he actually faced the Cardinals earlier this year with Cleveland, and he had five catches for seventy nine yards on eight targets. Um, probably be the cheapest of the three, and he's seen fifteen targets in the last two games, and he's going to be getting more familiar with that offense. So I think that you'll probably start to see him implemented more and more as the rest of the year goes on. Um, and then Sony Michelle, if Henderson's out, you know, he, he carried the ball 24 times last week against Jacksonville should see a pretty nice workload again this week. You know, if Henderson's out, um, Henderson had some success against them. He averaged 6.4 yards per carry, um, for 89 yards rushing and was also targeted in the passing game six times. So I think if Henderson's out that Michelle will be able to put up some similar numbers, um, against the Cardinals that we saw with Henderson in the first matchup. And then as far as the tight end goes, I don't really like Tyler Higby here. Um, Arizona's allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and I'm not wanting to go there. Yeah, I don't really want to either. And I do think that injury news is huge for the running backs because we saw Michelle really get in the groove. And the Rams have talked about going right back to that heavy front that they use where they put in an extra blocker for a lot of those downs against Jacksonville. And so if they're going to really highlight the run in that way, again, uh, we need to decide if, if we want to invest in Michelle or if they're both back, you know, how we're going to deal with that situation. So we'll, we'll figure that out on Monday. Uh, We also don't have the pricing yet here. We try to get this early to you on the weekend uh, to make sure you're ready for the first game. And then you can tune back into this one on Monday Mm-hmm. Um, but with the the passing game here, I agree. You know, they they limited Cup enough. Uh, can they do it again? Um, you know, it's it's weird to think about this uh, showdown slate here, uh, primetime show talking about possibly fading fading Devonte Adams and Cup. But I'm thinking about it. Mm. Um, don't feel great about it. But with the uh, the pricing here and what I want to do on the other side, I could see myself going to Stafford in one of those cheaper pass catchers you talked about van jefferson obj mm-hmm. um you know i just think it might be a little stronger with how we can bulk up on on the Cardinals side and not have to go too cheap with our last guys into the lineup right um so i'm looking at stafford obj van jefferson and, and probably fading higby as well mm-hmm. all right let's talk about the arizona side here coming off that win over chicago and Kyler Murray here is where we need to start, I think, with the analysis. He did pretty well against L.A. in that first matchup, passed for 268 and 2, ran it for 39 yards, and we saw his talent on display against Chicago. Mm-hmm. He only threw it 15 times, uh, but he did have two touchdowns, and then he ran it for 59 yards and two scores. So very encouraging for a guy who's been dealing with injury. Not a great matchup, but... You know, he's their offense, so I think I'm going to try to get him out there and just try to figure out how we can piece together the rest of the lineup. Uh, do we go with one of his pass catchers here? This is We're back to that problem with Arizona that we talked about earlier in the season where all these receivers are healthy. So it's great for Kyler to have all these options, but mm-hmm. it's tough to pick between Hopkins, Green, Kirk, and then you still got more. And... If it's anything like last week, I don't think it will be, but only 15 pass attempts. Nobody was strong yeah. with the receiving core. They just didn't have the volume, and it's a tough matchup. We know the Rams are really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, to pass catchers here. So I'm likely to go with uh, probably Murray and one of the mid-tier guys again, sort of like the Rams side. Mm -hmm. Maybe A.J. Green, who was solid against them, five for 67 and a score, possibly Kirk, or maybe Zach Ertz. Um, When they played that first time, it was Max Williams. Uh, mm. active as the tight end five catches for 66 and a score so i think that's one place you could look Ertz was a limited participant here at the end of the week in practice because of a shoulder issue but assuming he's ready to go I, I wouldn't mind pairing him up with with kyler murray so what are your thoughts here on on murray and any of these pass catchers yeah i think like you said now that we've got all these guys coming back healthy it just makes it really tough to predict you know who's going to be the top one so maybe just taking the quarterback and, and one of those mid-tier players um, and hoping that they have that big game. You know, Zach Ertz, if he plays, I think he's a really good option. He's seen a lot of targets since he was traded over to Arizona. So, Yep, and and uh, heavily involved in the red zone as well. Now, we do have a different dynamic with the backfield as well, uh, potentially, as Chase Edmonds is questionable to mm. get back out there. He's been dealing with that ankle issue, and that will be a big turning point here for this team and this slate because we know connor has been huge. 22 touches again last week, over 100 yards of offense, got in the end zone. And these guys both did well against the Rams. Hmm. Uh, He had 50 yards rushing and two scores in that game. Edmonds, 12 carries for 120. Hmm. So can they repeat those big numbers? I'm not sure. Um, But, you know, we'll we'll see how the pricing goes if if they're both back. But I do think it's going to be a lot harder to trust in, you know, a, a monster output from Connor yeah. with Ed, Edmonds being involved. So I'd probably be more likely to go Edmonds, assuming he has a, a nice price savings there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm going to have to reconsider, I think, in my season-long league because I have Connor. So <laughs> yeah, see what happens there. Absolutely. All right. Any other thoughts here on game two, the Monday night wrap-up to our uh, primetime weekend? No, I was just kind of thinking how, uh, you know, Peyton and Eli picked the wrong game. I think if they would have, if they would have had this game, they would have had a lot more to, to be uh, excited about and cheer on because they had to sit and watch, you know, the Patriots throw the ball three times. And I mean, it was kind of funny and comical how that all played out. But yeah, seriously, for those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks to watch a game where the yeah. Patriots only throw it three times. Right. Uh, that is funny. Yep. Going to be a little different scenario here, I would say, with a total over 50. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, great. Well, hope everybody is ready to go for the showdown slates. Uh, Jump in with us again for the lineups, dfscoachtalk.com. We'll invite you into our Discord with an email and then put up the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo and the cores for DraftKings. All right, that'll do it for our Week 14 coverage. Make sure to tune in with us next week for Week 15 and keep watching the NBA podcast seven days a week. All right, on behalf of Josh Crash Davis, and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.